Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Scottish Suns football podcast with myself, Roger Hanna and Bill Lecky, where we look ahead to the weekend's fixtures in the Premiership and Championship. On Saturday's big game, Bill, Pataudry, Aberdeen against St Johnson. Aberdeen didn't have a game last weekend because of the Thistle pitch. This will be the first game since they lost up at Inverness in, in the latest Columngate match. Absolutely, yeah. Derek McInnes' wee rant at Willie after that one, much deserved, seems to have had an effect with the great William Collum being... Now, we'll talk about this. That, that he's being demoted, right? Now, for me, this has always been the wrong thing for the SFA to do. What they say is... You've made mistakes in Premier League games. We're now going to put you in charge of Championship games. Because they don't matter. Because they don't really matter yeah. so much. And if you make mistakes there, you'll be in charge of Johnson Borough against Carnoustie Panmuir. The guy's either... Is that the replay? That's the replay. He's either good enough to referee or he's not good enough to referee. And and, and I, I think demoting him to a, a Wraith Rovers game or a Livingston game or the Barton game, it's a bit of an insult to those teams. So what do you do with Willie? You do what managers have done with players since the beginning of time that are making mistakes. They take them out of the firing line, they get them in the training pitch and they make them work harder until they rectify their mistakes. So you take them away. I would have referees who make mistakes training with football teams to see how footballers operate, get more into the minds because Willie's problem seems to be he knows all the rules, he doesn't know the game. I always think he was the last guy picked in the playground and he doesn't get what players are up to. So send Willie up to Petodri to train under Derek McInnes for a week? Absolutely, why not? Get him to know the players better. Get him to understand who the tricksters are, who the honest men are. I don't just mean that, but I mean anywhere. And and get to realise what, what players... Listen to players. See what the mentality is. I just don't think he gets it. Derek had a pop at Willie Collum. He also had a pop at Ross Draper. And then, by extension, a pop at the SFA for not going after Ross Draper. Isn't that a bit harsh on Ross Draper? Yeah, I think... I don't like this thing that players say I, I, there was contact coming, I felt it and I thought I should be dying, that's nonsense. But the foot came in very high, it was nowhere near him. He could say I took evasive action or whatever. I, I didn't look to me like a dive. It looked at the time, watching on TV, even with the naked eye, first time round, there was no contact and he fell over. I, and, I, and I think that there's, there's little margins there between diving and falling. I'm not sure it was one where he could have been retrospectively done. Where is Tony McLennan? We haven't heard the compliance officer for some time. There was a spell there, Bill, yeah. where a footballer couldn't trip up the stairs, but he got a notice of complaint. And uh, now, uh, now we, you know, when all this is going on, he's uh, conspicuous by his absence. I wonder whether he was called in at some point and told, you know, steady the buffs, as they say in the trade, uh, because he, he was getting beyond himself. It was, oh, man, coughs in the street, two-game ban. Um, but I don't know, maybe he's just, maybe he's tired. He's puffed out. <laughs> Are Aberdeen tired? Because it was a reasonably tired display up in the Highlands a week past on Monday night. And St Johnson this weekend, the last time St Johnson went up the road, they won 5 1. They did, and, and it doesn't seem too long ago that we're on this podcast, and I was bravely saying that I thought St Johnson could finish second in the league. They could be another two or three defeats, they could be second bottom. Uh, it's it's the, the topsy turvy nature. Or the... Turvy topsy nature. Yeah, one of the two. Vice versa and vice versa. But it's the ordinariness. 
if that's the word it is now of the league out with the top two or three where teams can go ten games without a defeat and then ten games without a win as, as Bertie Old famously said it's dog eat dog and vice versa but uh, <laughs> when, when you look at this premiership yeah, card <laughs> <laughs> when you look at this premiership card St Johnson dreadfully out yeah. of sorts I think that last gasp win against Motherwell they're only winning about yeah, the last 11 or 12 yeah. games surely this is the perfect fixture for Aberdeen to, to get going again well you would think so I actually felt a bit sorry for Aberdeen they, they, they came down after being at Inverness on the Monday Dan McInnes took the decision to bring him down to Glasgow early for the Thistle game last week and, and, and I went to the, the tail where I got into the gym and I've got in and then the Thursday afternoon there they all have arrived and they're doing and I went back in I was back in the Friday just to let the listeners know I'm in the gym every day you know because did you game. get your money back? It was lost in the vending I machine. I did, yes, yes, I did. and then they gave me a few miles. But and I went in the Friday, and they're still sitting about. And I've, oh, and I, I said to one of the players, talked to one of the boys, it's um, heavy rain, and I don't think this game's going to be off. And they, oh, don't even say that. And suddenly, four o'clock game off. I thought, what a fantastic, glamorous life footballers have <laughs> sitting about a hotel in Govan for a day and a half they certainly brought them down early the game's not in the middle of April now no exactly no I, I think Aberdeen yes they, they, if, if they need a game it's probably St Johnson's is, is good yeah. because St Johnson they are in a bad way at the moment what does Tommy Wright do because you know yes they've lost 2-0 at Thistle possibly just as worrying for him he's lost his two central midfielders yeah. to injury again yeah. Murray Davidson off early Chris Miller off with yet another recurrence of this hamstring injury. Yeah, it's a, it's a problem for me, Chris. Isn't it? I mean, he's uh, the world's shortest hamstrings, but they but they seem to uh, they seem to be giving him a lot of problems. Murray Davison, a man who, as a young player coming through, you looked at him and you thought this is going to be a Scotland midfield player. He's the, the height, the pace, the runs to the you know, the back. But he's, he's he's you know timing the runs, the headers in the box. A real modern midfielder and. It's just gone wrong for him, isn't it? Injuries seem to be creeping up a lot, losing O'Halloran as well. So there's, there's a whole midfield out of sorts. And it, it's a real shame for them because they, they had they had a lot going for them this season. It just shows you managers. I mean, Peacock and Feather Duster. I mean, Tommy Wright was, was destined for... And he might still be. But earlier on this season, he could have named his price almost. And now it's just gone slightly pear-shaped. Keep bang up to date with Scottish football by following Sunsport on Twitter. <laughs> Talking of pear shaped, Dundee United, they go to Dingwall mm. Saturday afternoon. They've just got a win. They beat Hearts last weekend, and then full credit to Stephen Thompson for wonderful inspiration. How is yeah. the chairman going to inspire them to get something up against a, a Ross County side? I don't know. Sack four players, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. If he, if he goes any further than he did last week, I was at the game on Saturday. Came out before the game and watched them, and couldn't see any different in the warm up. Just before kick off, Paul Payton, the captain, calls them together. And gets them in a huddle, not arms round each other, just in a kind of loose huddle. And he's doing a lot of finger wagging, a lot of talking, and and they got started. And they started the game really fast, and they got ahead just before half time. But then threw away a typical United goal at the start of the second half, and they really could have, they could have lost the game quite easily. As it turns out, Peyton then himself sticks one in the top corner. Now, interestingly, after the game, I said to him, "The huddle, what a great idea!" He says, "Not my idea." He says, "I was told to do it." Hmm. Yeah. It's more of a huddle than a huddle. Yeah, it was just it was just suggested do a huddle. That's why it's actually because we keep talking in the dressing room and by the time they go in the park they've forgotten what we've said. You think, my goodness, what's going what's going on in that dressing room that they can't remember 
at five to three. What's what's been put in their heads? Why? What's going on in the dressing room as well? When when a senior player like John Rankin can say yes. on the eve of the fixture that some of his teammates had down tools in previous games. Yeah, and Gavin Gunning then spoke to some of the papers, uh, the, the, the daily newspapers after the game on Saturday, and as delicately as Gavin Gunning ever says anything, he, he refuted John Rankin's allegations. John was making a point where he was saying that when things go wrong, there are guys who their heads go down. I d- I'm not sure he meant, maybe he did mean they don't try, mm-hmm. but certainly, I'll, I'll say one thing, Saturday, when it went to 1-1, within five minutes of Hearts equalising, first Guy Demel and then Florent Cinema Pongo both went down clutching hamstring injuries and limped off, mm-hmm. and it was left to Ryan Dow coming back from injury, and, you know, and the boys that have been there all yeah. this time coming on to try and pull things together. And I wasn't impressed with the, with the two of them. Two guys with big reputations, who I'm assuming are on decent money, and it seemed an awful coincidence that within them, within two minutes of them going 1 1, they were both hobbling off the park. Looking to Saturday, Dingwall's not a place where no. opposing teams can down no, tools and no. expect to get anything. No, absolutely not. Ross County are playing pretty well. One of the form teams, another good one at the weekend against Hamilton, had to scrap it out with 10, 10 men. men. Yeah. yeah. But they keep getting results, and it's. It's never been an easy place, you know, right through the divisions, it's never been an easy place to go. It's not a place people want to go to in the first place. There's a psychological thing right away, oh, we're going to Dingwall on Saturday. Fans don't like it, journalists don't like it. Once you're up there, it's brilliant, mm-hmm. but people don't like going there. No fullbacks for Ross County at the weekend. Suspensions mm-hmm. for Richard Foster, Jamie Record, injury to Marcus Fraser, Jim McIntyre. People always say he's got a big squad, Roy McGregor's backed him. The squad's going to be stretched a wee bit come Saturday. It is, and it might be a wee test of Jim's ingenuity. He'd probably need to go... Some like maybe three to the back and you know stretch the midfield a bit more, or a couple of guys will just have to play. Yeah, you know, a, a Martin Woods or somebody, somebody that's played about the, the park. Yeah. Jackson, I've been at right back or something. Yeah, Jackson and, and and switch things about. You might find that that will happen, but one way or another, he'll make it work because because Jim is a, is a very resourceful coach. It's a difficult one. United Hearts will be kicking themselves about Saturday at Tannis because in the second half they should have had the game won. But great result for United. Here's the big test now: can they go on? After all the criticism taken, after the slaughtering from the chairman, they get a, a win for the first time in ages. Can they go on and kick on from there? Yeah. You can watch the goals from all the big SPFL games on the website at thescottysun.co.uk slash sport. Saturday afternoon, I'm down the East Coast at Dens Park, Dundee against Cali Thistle. You spoke about Jim McIntyre having to make changes. Paul Hartley never makes changes. Five successive games with the same team, you would expect it to be six on Saturday, and a 5-0 cup replay win against Dumbarton in midweek. Yeah, it's going well. I mean, we've spoken before here about how impressed we've both been by, by Dundee and, and the, the football they play and the system he plays, the freedom he gives to the likes of Greg Stewart. I'm watching boys now like Paul McInn on the score sheet again yeah. last night. Against his old club. Yeah, two or three goals this season. Getting the, the confidence that, that comes with being given regular football. And that's the thing that, again, guys like, you know, Hemmings, and Loy, Greg Stewart and Paul McGinn and others have come right through the divisions. People always talk Stewart, Hemmings, Loy, all the attacking players. Hemmings is scoring goals for fun at the minute, another one against Dumbarton in the middle of the week. What I've noticed about them is, I think it's either three clean sheets in four or four mm. clean sheets in five it might be. What a good goalkeeper Scott Bain is. Yes, very, very good. He's very agile, but he's also very safe. He's not just a television goalkeeper and he has made some fantastic saves on live TV that brought him to people's attention. But he's a very safe and a very uh, confident young guy. Centre-halves can rely on 
to come through a crowd and, and go for the ball. And, and that's where it starts from, doesn't it? You know, you, t- you, you can look at it two ways. You can either say that your team will start defending from the front, but see if your goalkeeper's coming out and catching the ball, you're halfway there. A player I like in the middle of the park for the Dees, Nick Ross, who came mm-hmm. under freedom of contract from Inverness in the summer. Heavy speculation now that, yeah. that James Vincent and Danny Williams are going to follow yeah. when their contracts expire. Does that add a wee bit of spice to, to a Dundee Inverness game on, on this Saturday? Well, you would think so, wouldn't you? And it's something that Dundee have done very successfully, the pre-contract thing. You know, they're, 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 they've shopped early. Not a bad thing to be doing to, to know who's coming in the next season. You know, it, it happened with Loy, it uh, happened with Stuart, and, and, and players have, have got a clue about where they're going next. So yeah, it might be. I mean, be interesting to see what happens to players like Vincent and Williams if it's known that they're leaving. What what Yogi yeah. decides to do with them. I, I saw the indeed at the weekend that nil nil draw at Kilmarnock. It was it was an odd game, but a game of two halves. Kelly dominated yeah. first half. Indeed dominated second half. Lee Clark said afterwards he was looking forward to just having a blank midweek, a Monday to Friday, just to work, to work with us, yeah. work with the players for a for a full week yeah. for the first time. It's not an easy tie going to Tynecastle. Not an easy league game going to Tynecastle last no. Saturday for them. It's not. The Hearts will have the paint stripped off the, the dressing room walls after the game. At Tannadice, a half time at Tannadice, at full time at Tannadice, and all this week, I don't think Robbie will have given him a minute. I know that he he did the he put a wee a wee blind on it at the weekend by blaming the referee for the, the red card for John McGee, but he will not have been happy with that performance, and he needs he needs a win on Saturday. My mate of mine lives up the road, Hearts fan, big big Hearts fan, complains that Robbie Nielsen makes too many changes, never a settled team. You never know who you're going to see. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry, and some well less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs, no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Players won't know who they're playing next to. Is that a is that a sensible piece of criticism? Is that constructive? He's now settled into a, a centre back partnership whenever he can be for his tour in August team. He changes the full backs. He doesn't change Callum Parson if he, if he can avoid it, he had to do it the weekend. Changes the left back a lot. It goes between um, So he doesn't have to play Ocean Ewa, basically. He played him on Saturday, took him off at half time, brought Igor Rossi back in again. In midfield is where he, I think he changed it an awful lot. He's obviously had to change it up front, you know, it's been so so on, gone. But uh, midfield, so yeah, oh, absolutely. But midfield changed a lot. Although he plays the, he tries to play the same white players. He plays the same system. But the, the two in the middle, I would, I would never have Arnold Jumo at the team. Yeah, correct. But he came on late in the, in the day, made a difference right away. Great ball through that, that the boy Dowdish should have scored from. Sometimes it's Payardo that they'll, they'll play to try and sort of settle things in the middle of the park and keep the big. Other times, I like, I like Gomez, but he's been allowed yeah. to go. Boabin plays, Boabin doesn't play, June plays, June doesn't play. Yeah, I would say the criticism's fair in the middle of the park. 
if you look at how somebody said at the start of the season, Hearts are going to finish third in the league. First season back yeah. up, they're going to finish third. You would say, that's fantastic. And it is fantastic, Bill. But is the season in danger of petering out a wee bit? Because they're 11 points behind Aberdeen. They're eight points ahead of Ross County. Yeah. They're going to finish third. And they're out the Cups. Is there a yeah. danger? It's just going to sort of peter out? I think last Tuesday night losing to Hibs in the Cup was a, was a real blow to them. I think if they could have carried on, they did a home tie with Cali. That's only yeah. quarterfinals. They could have reasonably thought they had a chance of making a semi-final. They'd be at Hamden for a semi-final, most probably. The season would have had yeah. a target, an aim, a goal. But now, finishing third, brilliant, because you know European football, the big danger would be, if you think it's petering out, that it really does peter out. Yeah. Because, you know, another couple of defeats, another couple of wins for Ross County, they'll lose their next fixture against Ross County. So, they, they have to guard against that danger. What about Kelly? What about Lee Clark? Have you been impressed by the, uh, what he said so far? I like Lee Clowes, I liked him as a player, I think he's been unlucky, he's one of his unlucky managers, he tends to go to clubs just at the wrong time, I mean Blackpool was yeah. a disaster for him, and Birmingham he did well for a while and then the, then the, the owner then got into all sorts of legal trouble and the place was going wrong, Huddersfield was going okay for a while but they're one of these clubs that are kind of stuck in the middle of nowhere, ambition wise, he's a manager who I think has got a, who at some point has got a big success waiting to happen. Whether it's going to be Kilmarnock, I don't know, but I think it'll be a breath of fresh air for Kilmarnock. Yeah, I don't know whether it was a new manager bounce that they talk about. Certainly for 30 or 40 minutes, they, yeah. they looked a team transformed. I actually thought they ran out of steam a wee bit physically in the second half against a fit than D yeah. side, and, and maybe were fortunate to hang on for the point. But I think that's one of the reasons he was looking to get this week with them, just, yeah. to, just to build up fitness and get a feel for the place. I get a feeling that there'll be more of the young lads who come through, and some of the older ones that have come in might find their time isn't extended. Some of the former Hearts players? Some of the former Hearts players, some of the former Rangers players. You know, just, uh, they, I, I think one of the first things he said was that he was impressed with the fact that Kelly have brought so many players through from their academy. Yeah. And I think that's something he'll be, he'll be looking at. Yeah. Like Sunsport on Facebook for all the Scottish football latest. Also at the weekend, Motherwell against Partick Thistle. Now, yeah. you, you could say this is a relegation playoff six-pointer, but I mean, with the Jags winning against St Johnson on Tuesday night and having so many games in hand because of that Farnhill pitch, Alan Archibald is probably within his rights to be looking upwards at the top six. Yeah, I, I think Thistle are better than that. I think if you took all the teams in the bottom half playing at their best, I think Thistle would fancy themselves against any of them. You know, they don't always play at their best. None of them do. That's why the league's so... Turvy Topsy, as you say. <laughs> Thistle are capable of pulling out results like they did against St Johnston midweek regularly. They do it more regularly than the other teams down the bottom. I suppose the thing is, when you've got games in hand, good to have them, can you win them? If they even took six points, four points, six points from those three games in yeah. hand. Gareth Law, our colleague, loves a fascinating stat. I don't think they get any more interesting than the one he had in his match report today that Thistle have got 15 games in 83 days. Don't know how he worked all that out, but it, it was a fascinating game last night for him. Ab ab absolutely, when he's getting that into his match report, does Alan Archibald need more players? You know, he, the, the players that he brought in at the end of January. He's got Aidan Nisbet, he handed a debut to Antonio German, he handed a debut to. He's sort of bolstered what for a long time looked quite a thin squad. Are they in a good place, Thistle, to push on? I think they're in a good place to make sure they don't get sucked into a relegation place. I'm not sure that there's enough there that they can consistently win and get themselves to 7th or 8th. You know, they, they could be well clear. There's a lot of horse trading to be done down the bottom, but I don't think they'll be one of the ones in the playoffs. And, and if they don't score, 
for 89 minutes at Fir Park, they're bound to score an injury time because yeah. it looks at the minute that everybody scores an injury oh, time against Motherwell. What, what, what's going on? There's obviously a lack of concentration. I used to see it a lot with my own team at Murray went through a spell where, and it gets into players' heads, they, they would retreat into, onto the edge of their own box, and we lost, I think, something like 15 times in a season. We lost goals the last five, six minutes of a game. And Motherwell seemed to be in that situation just now where we talked about Dundee having confidence in their goalkeeper in, in the back four. I'm not sure. There's a lot of confidence sometimes in, in the boy Connor Ripley. And they, they kind of fall back and talk with the boy. And they just can't hold out a lot of the time. And, and I don't think it's physical fitness. I think it's concentration. Premiership weekend, of course, starts just along the road from Fir Park at New Douglas mm. Park on Friday night. Hamilton against a Celtic team who look to have get, get back in the straight and narrow with those two wins and two reasonable performances against the two Highland sides. Would you expect Ronnie Dyla to, to be getting the three points in Hamilton? Well, the fact that they put eight past Hamilton last time has got to still be in Hamilton's mind. Hamilton aren't playing particularly well at the moment. I think from Celtic's point of view, knowing how these things work in Glasgow, they'll have been listening to Rangers talking about how much they hate plastic pitches and how terrible plastic pitches are. Celtic want to go there and just cruise across it yeah. and score you know, three or four, whatever they can do. Aberdeen's situation last week has really helped Celtic because, you know, by, by the end of last Friday night, Aberdeen could have been top of the league and Celtic would then have been playing catch-up every every match. Now they've got a chance to go, what, nine points ahead and it makes it makes all the difference. And I think they, I think to get a win on Friday night, I, I would imagine they'll start to feel very comfortable. Interesting selection dilemma. There always is for, for Ronnie Dyer. Yeah. He, he stuck for the Inverness game with a team that had beaten Ross County. Mm-hmm. Fair play. They didn't get a lot of plaudits first half against Inverness. No. A lot of plaudits seemed to come after he took off Johansson, Armstrong, Mackay, Stephen, and sent on what you might describe as the young guns: Alan, Christie, and Patrick Roberts for a debut. Yes. Could he start yeah, with I the young guns so. on Friday? I, I think Friday night is a night for young, quick feet. You know, again with the surface, you want to get out there and you make a quick start. You get a goal up. You get two goals up and then the game becomes a formality and I think you could see Patrick Roberts playing I'm not sure it's a Gary McKay Stephen type night Johansson seems to have fallen out big time or the fans seem to have fallen out big time with Johansson and it's not maybe his kind of night either I, I, I think Roberts listen Roberts is a £10 million player at Manchester City they bring him up they've got to play him and this is an ideal night to go and play him isn't it? Is there any ideal nights anymore for James Forrest? offered a four-year deal to extend his stay at the club. Ronnie Dyler this week revealing he, he, he's turned it down. I'll be honest, Roger, I could not understand why they offered him a new four-year deal because I don't think in the time James Forrest has been at Celtic that he's improved from where he was as a teenager. And unless you're going to become a better player with every season, you shouldn't get offered another four years. What is the point of Celtic giving James Forrest another four years to be the same player as he is just now? Because I, I don't see... I think there are several things. I, I, I think he has. I'd love to be a sports scientist at work with him and, and, and sort out his running gait because I think he causes himself all sorts of problems. But I think he needs to go somewhere where he's going to get a new challenge and he's going to learn new things because it's it's not happening for him. A bit of debate among former Celtic players early in the week then, Bill, about what his level would be. Is he a lad who'll go to the English Championship? Could he go to the bottom end of the Premiership? Is that a leap too far? think he's championship I've got to say I don't I don't think I mean if you look now for instance there's uh, Aidan McGeady came back to play with Everton wasn't at their level yeah. he's gone down to Sheffield Wednesday with Gary Hooper with another Gary Hooper, Celtic yeah. player you thought would excel in England and, and Gary Hooper at Sheffield Wednesday is playing out of his skin playing really well Aidan McGeady I think 
came in last night because of a suspension, so he's not even a guaranteed place there. So you have to think about levels, and I, and I'm I'm probably James Forrest. I'm I'm saying he's he's maybe a, a Brighton or a you know that kind of Nottingham Forest type player. I, I, I don't think. What a great headline we get for that. James Forrest went to Nottingham James, Forest. Absolutely. From Celtic, there was a there was a pause. There was a lovely pause. There of, <laughs> from Celtic to Rangers, they take on your boys, St Mirren, Saturday mm. afternoon yeah. at Ibrox. Kenny Miller, a hundred league goals in Scotland at, at, at the weekend. Five percent of them were in one game against St Mirren. Absolutely true. Yeah, I remember that seven-one game. I was, oof, I was uh, something called the other week. I was talking to uh, Ray McKinnon, he's he's Wraith Rovers backroom staff, and just we're talking about that Rangers game. So I'm just saying it. How much would you like Kenny Miller in your team, in your squad, in your dressing room? Because he comes into the Rangers team and everything just lifts. It doesn't matter how old he gets, and it doesn't matter how creaky he might be getting. He lifts everybody around him, and he, you know he scored that goal on Sunday. That looked as if it was going over the bar that dips mm-hmm. in. He could have scored again after that. He's just one of those players that you just go, if I, if I haven't fit, I'm getting him in the team. I was certainly playing against him. Is is that why? when he got the new contract from Mark Warburton there's this clause in that, that he stays about and, and does a bit of coaching is he just a good guy a to guy. have about your football club he's a, he's a good type he's what Gordon Strachan would call a good a radiator a radiator a good teammate right you know Strachan talks about the, the chain only being as strong as its weakest link he'll never be the weakest link in the chain he always wants more out of himself and out of other people around about him yeah I, I think he's a, he's a terrific character and um, yeah, again at the weekend, turns out for Rangers when they're, when they're not doing it. It's for St Mirren, big test, because I like they starting to organise things, they're starting to get results, not that far off the playoffs, I think still probably too far off the playoffs to, to get there, but heading towards a bit more respectability, sorted the defence out, made St Mirren harder to beat, they're really going to have to prove it. The, the big joke this week is, you know, David Farrell will go to the away dugout at the Ibrox and Alec Ray might find himself <laughs> going towards the, the home dugout it, it is yeah. a big day for Alec Ray going Last back to Rangers it'll be a great reception I think from the Rangers fans I'm not sure David make it exactly <laughs> the same but, uh, I'm sure they like his book I'm sure they do but Alec Ray was a big favourite in his, his, his short spell with Rangers Ken a great character Great. Uh, he, he has character a lot of people are characters without having character He's he is both very quickly, at the top of the championship, as Rangers are playing St Martin, Hibs go to Dumbarton, yeah. where they lost earlier yes, in the season. Does. There really is no wriggle room for Alan Stubbs in the championship anymore. Eight points behind, albeit with a game in hand. They need to go there and, and get a win. They do. They need to keep themselves in a position. This, this game against Rangers, the last game, has always been put back yeah, into the middle of April, cup, yeah. which, which makes it all the more pivotal. They have to keep winning, keep winning, keep winning. Hope Rangers maybe slip up here and there, but Hibs can't drop it for a second. And I think they will go to the Barnett one. Fascinating team selection by Alan Stubbs for the home game against Alloa last Sunday. He arrested all of the big guns who had beaten the Hearts in midweek. Seven or eight changes to the side. I take it the Cummings and the McGinns and the Stokes all come back for this one. It's a failed squad, that, isn't it? Yeah. It didn't weaken them. They won 3-0. They mm-hmm. played very well. They, they will come back in. But it just shows you that he, he's, he's built up a very good squad in a very sensible way. I still don't think this, this league race is not finished yet. It's a long way to go. And it's going to be whoever wins the league, whether it's Rangers or Hibs, the other team, when they go into the playoffs, do they suddenly become favourites in the playoffs, yeah. even ahead of the 11th place team in the Premiership? Yeah, I still think Rangers and Hibs will both go up at the end of the season. And I think probably the rest of the Championship will breathe a sigh of relief that next season they'll get a bit more of a chance and maybe get up themselves. Well, that's great. Thanks very much indeed. <laughs>